0: Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts.
1: We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier youth. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We are so glad that you're here with us today. If you haven't already joined our Facebook group, go ahead and take a look in the show notes and there's a link to our Facebook group We'd love for you to join us there. Today we're going to be talking about a parenting tool using when, then. Have you ever had your child ask you, Hey mom, can I play outside? And you say, No, you have to clean your room first. And all your child hears is no. So they have a bad attitude and maybe they're pouting or they're saying, You always say no and I can't play outside. But that wasn't the final answer. It was, no, you can't play right now, you have to go clean your room. Or the opposite, where your child asks you, hey mom, can I play outside? And you say, yes, but you have to clean your room first. But they didn't even hear that last part because you said yes and they darted out the door. So these are called conditional no's or conditional yeses. You have a conditional no where no, you can't do this because you have to do this first. But all they hear is no. And a conditional yes is, yes, you can play outside after you clean your room. But the conditional yes and the conditional no is very confusing to your
0: child. And so when you're talking to them, you want to make sure that you're exceedingly clear with what you're telling them you want them to do and then what they can do. And a part of that is just making sure that you're framing it right. I always tell people, you want to make sure you tell them the headline of the story first. And what I mean by that is the main takeaway you want them to have, what is the most important thing you want them to hear first? They want to go outside, so that's the information they're kind of filtering for. And if the first thing you say to them is, yes, you can go outside, anything that follows after that is gone. It's disappeared because they have locked on to the information that they wanted and now they're going to act and respond to that information. And so you have to be very careful. And I would say this doesn't just go along with parenting, but this is also just in other relationships too. You want to make sure that you hit people with a major takeaway, the major headline first, before you give them the additional information. And so that's where this when-then type of phrasing comes into the equation with how to address your kids. When you clean up your room, then you may go outside. And you may even want to take a dramatic pause like that, where you make sure that you let that first part sink in. When you clean up your room, then you may play outside so that that information sets a little bit and then you tell them the thing that they want to hear afterwards.
1: Right, because that's the headline. The headline or the most important for you is you need to clean your room. And so you want to make that clear right up front. And even though that still is a conditional answer, right, they have to do this first before they can play outside it's a lot clearer than that conditional no or conditional yes. Because like Tim's saying, with the conditional no or yes, you're not giving them that headline first. You're giving them a yes or no, which confuses them because there's a condition after that. You want to give them the condition first. And that's where the when then comes in. And so I think by using this tool or technique, you'll really be able to see an increase in obedience and a decrease in arguing because it's very clear on what needs to happen. So just kind of keep this in the back of your mind, whenever they ask something, think, is this an opportunity to use a when then? Is there something that I need them to do first before they can do whatever they're asking? And if so, you want to implement this when then.
0: And I think sometimes it doesn't always have to be in response to a question your child asks you, but you can use it as a preventative measure. So for example, when we're loading into the car, Right, We've got five children, and so getting the seatbelts buckled is a high priority for us. It's not so much a high priority for our kids. So when we're getting into the car, we might give them a reminder, hey, remember, buckle your seatbelts first, then you can grab your book, or then you can grab your toy, or then we will give you your toy. Something along those lines. So it's trying to help them get onto the same page with us as to the expectations of what we're asking them to do first, and then they can do the thing that they want to then do afterwards. Now, I think there's also another way to go about this whole scenario as well. You can still follow the when-then strategy, but you may not have a firm answer. So it may be, hey, clean your room, and then we'll talk about if you can go outside or not. And so that may be a part condition on how well they clean their room, or how good their attitude is, or how long they take. Right? So if they're getting close to the time when they have to come inside anyways, but then they're kind of dragging their feet with cleaning their room, you might not be able to give them a firm answer. I think it's absolutely fine to tell your kids, hey, go do this first, and then we'll talk about if you can do it afterwards. Especially if you find when you're doing a when-then, and then they're getting more argumentative in between about that, you might want to just leave it down to, hey, go clean your room, and then we'll talk about it. And so it's absolutely okay to say, when you clean your room, then we'll talk about whether or not you can go outside. And the child may not like that as much because they don't know what the answer is going to be. But that's also just a part of life is sometimes you don't have a good answer for them. And our kids will ask us all the time, can I do this? Can I do this? And the answer may be, you know, I'm not sure yet. And a lot of times I think parents can give their children an appeasing answer because they don't want to deal with any type of conflict about if it's going to happen or a mopey attitude or something along those lines. But I would also view this as a way to prepare your kids for life. Hey, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that, so I'm not going to give you an answer right now. Or when we get home, then I'll be able to tell you if we're going to be able to do that. And so I want to give you guys permission that if you don't have an answer for your kids, it's okay to tell them you don't have an answer. Because it's much better to tell them you're not certain or unsure as to what the outcome is going to be than tell them what the outcome is going to be and then change directions after that. The kids will have much more of a fit about that than if you give them, uh, I don't know right now, I'm not giving you an answer. Or when we get home, then I'll be able to tell you.
1: Right. I think that's a good point because sometimes it is dependent on how long they take to clean their room. So when you clean your room, then we can talk about it because it really depends on how long it takes you to clean your room.
0: And I think the other thing that's important about this is that when you're doing a when-then, this is not a power struggle moment. You're not trying to force them to do the thing that you're telling them to do. They basically, because they want X, they want to go play outside or they want to grab their toy or whatever it is they want to do, that's the thing that's motivating them to follow your when. So when you give them that when... They already have a carrot that's kind of dangling. When I do X, then I get Y. So I want to do X. One of the things you want to make sure you steer clear of as a parent is avoiding power struggles where you're arguing or demanding or trying to force your child to do something because very quickly kids will learn they can't make me do it. And if it's boiling down to this power struggle interaction with your kids, they will assert their ability to refuse to comply. But if you just give them the option and then they're not complying, then they are then punishing themselves by not being able to get the thing that they had originally asked for.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's what we want for our kids. We want them to be self-motivated and to get done what they need to get done without having to get into these power struggles that are unnecessary at times and that we don't feel good about either, right? As parents, we don't like getting into these power struggles. And we don't like the outcome where they're frustrated and we're frustrated too. And I think that is an important thing to teach them, that they earn consequences just like they earn rewards. That it's not just us giving them consequences because we want to, but they're earning these consequences. So if we can just use the motivation that they have and both parties are happy, that's the best case scenario for us and for them. They get done what we needed them to do. And then they get the benefit of getting what they wanted or what they were asking for. So we hope that this was a helpful tool for you guys. And if you guys are already doing this, that's great. Continue to do it. And if this is a new tool for you, we would love for you to implement it and to let us know how it goes. All right, you guys, have a great day. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know.
1: Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline
0: at 988 if you're contemplating suicide.